Welcome to The Paulist. Today is August 26, 2016. Um, it's Friday, and on Fridays we talk about a family comic, family graphic novel. And um, this Friday, our comic of interest is Billy Batson and the Magic of Shazam, written and drawn by Mike Kunkel, and um, published originally in single-issue form, um, issues one through four, in 2008 and 2009, and then collected in 2010, um, in a volume called Billy Batson and the Magic of Shazam, Volume 1. Um, and um, The Paulist is a daily comics analysis podcast every day. I pick a comic um, from the wide range of comics that are out there, talk about it from a variety of perspectives, try to provide some analysis. Um, and on Fridays, we try to take something that is in the realm of all ages comics, things that um, appeal to families reading together. Um, I approach this as a father uh, and also as an educator um, and also as a literacy researcher. Um, and uh, today's comic is a little bit of a um, departure because we usually try to cover something that's new, uh, newly in press. We're going, reaching back um, about seven or eight years now to um, to this book. But uh, I thought it'd be a, a nice change of pace. We've been focusing this week on the comics of um, Sonny Lou, and um, a lot of those are great all-ages books too, by the way. Um, I mentioned on Tuesday, Sense and Sensibility uh, adaptation by Sonny Lou, written by uh, Nancy Butler, obviously of Jane Austen. And uh, my daughter and I are really enjoying reading that together uh, these past few days. This is her introduction to Austen. But... Um, <laughs> but um, Billy Batson and the Magic of Shazam is an example of a kind of comic that's available to kids these days that I don't think was quite available in the same way when I was a kid, which is the superhero comic that's very much adapted and targeted toward uh, younger kids. Um, in fact, this book was part of the Johnny DC imprint of the time um, that I think was capitalizing on the success of things like Tiny Titans. Um, my daughter loves Tiny Titans. Um, it's the the adaptations of the superhero characters and um, sometimes of the superhero background stories and the mythologies that are targeted toward um, younger kids. I'd say kids at the early elementary school level. And um, this book... Uh, uh, was a follow-up from Jeff Smith's uh, Shazam and the Monster Society of Evil, which was uh, really successful. Um, I I liked that series, but honestly, I didn't like it quite as much as the first four issues of this series, which um, were written and drawn by Mike Kunkel, who is a cartoonist who has a creator-owned series called Hero Bear and the Kid, which I really loved. Um, that is a comic that uh, features sort of a large polar bear <laughs> with a cape, <laughs> and a kid with a huge imagination. Um, and I'm going to talk about this later on in, in more detail, but Mike Kunkel has this great animator's style that he brings to the comic page. Um, he seems trained as an animator. I don't know too much about his background. Um, and he is not the kind of artist who's, you know, hyper-productive, <laughs> if that's fair to say. Uh, he's not, you know, coming out with new books every year kind of thing. But... Um, when he does apply his talents to something, it uh, it shines. Uh, when this book was coming out, I think there were some delays between the issues, which just goes to show that there's a quality of his work that um, is hard to imagine sustaining in a monthly comic. Um, in fact, Hero Bear and the, and the Kid is drawn in sort of unfinished, almost uh, published pencils kind of style. And so there's a sketchiness that um, I think he's retaining something of the um, sort of the the raw um, 
playfulness of the animator's um, sketchbook, so to speak. And, um, and you know, uh, this book, Billy Batson and the Magic Shazam, much more polished, you know, inked and colored, I think all by Kunkel, um, which is pretty amazing. Um, but you can imagine that's a ton of a ton of work. Um, and so, um, so, you know, Kunkel stayed on for the first four issues of this, of this series. I think it ended with 12. It was taken over later by, um, written by Art Baltazar and Franco, who are the, um, originators of the Tiny Titans, but I think drawn by other artists, which, you know, meant that it lost a little something, um, in that transition. I think that the, um, last, uh, eight issues don't quite have the, well, they, they don't quite have the same pizzazz as the first four or as, um, as Baltazar and Franco's, um, Tiny Titans. But, um, you know, pretty fun nonetheless. If you get this in the collection, uh, there's two volumes of the collection and the first volume collects issues one through six. Um, but the latter two issues are the ones where, um, Baltazar and Franco take over as writers and, uh, Kunkel leaves the book which is um, sad. <laughs> uh, I think that's right. I, I, I had the suspicion for some reason that Kunkel was on the fifth issue. Maybe that was just partial or just the covers or something like that. But um, yeah, so um, why am I talking about a book that's as that's older? Because I think there's something going on right now with, um, right now, when I say this, the decade, <laughs> with these uh, kid-oriented superhero books. Um, in the, um, in this book, um, Billy Batson and the Magic of Shazam, um, Billy and Mary, uh, Marvel are, um, they allude to watching a TV show. They will allude to watching a Tiny Titans TV show, which I think is really fun. Um, and they're sitting in front of the TV, enjoying it together. And it reminded me of the sort of simple pleasures of watching uh, and reading superhero stuff with my kid, um, and a, a sort of fun that I think more of us, more and more of us, are enjoying, with all the Justice League and um, you know Ultimate Spider-Man cartoons that there are these days, with all the comics that they have that are geared towards kids. Um, it makes me think back to when I was a kid. Um, and how much I found the, the superhero wonder on my own. And of course, that's not true for everybody. Of course, plenty of kids my age grew up enjoying superheroes with their parents. But uh, a lot of times they were reading stuff that was not, well, that was from generations past or that was not necessarily geared towards kids. When I was a, a kid in the 80s and 90s, I think superheroes were trying hard to be taken seriously. And, um, and if you were going to read something that felt like it was, targeted towards you. I mean, uh, I think I, I remember being a smaller kid and, and picking up superhero comics and the stories being so opaque for, for me as a kid and um, sometimes so dark. I remember reading The Killing Joke at a sort of preposterously early age. But anyway, it, they were just so mature uh, or trying to be mature or trying to mature as a as a genre that I didn't... Um, I didn't find the same enjoyment that I had reading contemporary superhero books as I did reading the old stuff. And there's really nothing that I enjoyed in terms of the old stuff quite the same way as I enjoyed the old Captain Marvel um, from Fawcett. And um, one thing to say about the um, about Mike Kunkel's series, and, and some of these attributes are true of Jeff Smith's Shazam and the Monster Society of Evil, is that um, for those who don't know, 
uh, Captain Marvel Shazam is a uh, character that was, um, as I said, created by C.C. Beck and published by Fawcett Comics in the golden age of comics um, and expanded um, out to the whole Marvel, Captain Marvel family that included uh, Mary Marvel and and Captain Marvel Jr. And uh, eventually in a lawsuit from D.C., uh, a a lawsuit where D.C. claimed that Captain Marvel was a ripoff of Superman, which (laughs) of all the ripoffs, ripoffs, of Superman. Um, Captain Marvel seemed the furthest, but uh, I think he was the biggest target. He was the big red um, big red cheese and the big red target because um, Captain Marvel was so successful and, of course, um, came after Superman. So um, I guess that was the basis of that, the legal reasoning behind that suit. Anyway, um, what ultimately happened is that um, DC, I don't know if they won or or bought the rights to um, to the character. And then Shazam has, you know, since been in the DC universe and has been resurrected in various times and ways that um, sometimes to me are atrocious, atrociously far from the original intent of the character. And other times uh, capture the, the spirit of that, you know, really successful. And as I read it, you know, four or five decades later, still really, really marvelous early work. Um, again, a lot of it by C.C. Beck, his creator, and also a lot of it by uh, written by Otto Binder. And lately I've been reading um, Bill Shelley's biography of Binder, which is um, a, a recent a second edition has just come out. And one of the things that strikes me about Binder, um, who contributed a lot to the Captain Marvel Shazam mythology, is that, um, uh, as Alan Moore says about Binder, that, you know, uh, Otto Binder is the mythology creator, um, the archetype finder. And the rest of us, being Alan Moore and company, are just building and riffing on <laughs> on, on what, what Binder did. Uh, I think that's a cool notion because I, I realize that some of this really old mythology, and I think mythology is more apropos here than, than anywhere else, of course, because um, Captain Marvel Shazam is about uh, a young kid, Billy Batson, who wanders his way into a subway station, and that subway station... Um, you know, gets checked, uh, reappears in this book, um, and, uh, you know, encounters a wizard uh, who's living in a big rock somewhere who (laughs) gives him the magic word Shazam, um, which is an acronym for Solomon, the wisdom of, and Hercules, the strength of, and so on, so on, so on. (laughs) Various uh, Greek gods. Um, And, um, you know, and the, and and so this there's something in the mythology that Binder creates that appeals to such um, I don't know base baseline mythologies. Um, this and, and you know, Kunkel to his credit knows that he has to make something new and enlivening and fun and interesting for you know kids of today. But he sort of um, pays enough respect to all of the old stuff. There's the subway station. Uh, there's the gods. There's the wizard. There's the rock. You know, and there's the the um, the statues. And a lot of this is sort of played out with um, Kunkel's opening pages of each issue, where he's sort of you know it's sort of like um, the wizard narrating, but it's sort of this uh, cute childlike drawing on line paper. And with the same kind of sense of sketch that has that kind of enlivens Hero Bear, and and I think what he does right away, what Kunkel does right away, is to say, you know, I, in a in a fashion that appeals to, just the very like, you know, basic things that are <laughs> loom in a kid's imagination, in a kid's consciousness, um, the things that you sort of 
don't think about as you're doodling on a piece of line paper in class. You know, the, there live the kind of um, core mythologies that um, C.C. Beck, Otto Binder could appeal to so effectively. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot of, you know, kind of the wonder of what it must have been like, I don't know from first-hand experience, but what, what it must have been like to enjoy superhero um, comics and the superhero mythology as a kid in the in the golden age. You know, there's this great um, code, this monstrous society code to decode words that are in some of the pages. And that's just some good old-school fun, you know. And... Um, and then the the city is Fawcett City, and the school is Fawcett Elementary, which is a nod to Fawcett, the company. Um, and then you know the, the 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 statues that represent the seven evils, the seven deadly sins, they play a part in the story. Uh, of course, the center of the story is is Black Adam returning. Black Adam being sort of the the um, the mirror opposite of of shazam and turns out a sort of failed first attempt at the person that captain marvel would become and um yeah so you know one reason to read the book um or to read it with your kids is just how much fun it is to dip your toe in that superhero wonder with your kids um and i think kunkel has a you know an appropriate um sense of regard and respect for where these things live in our consciousness um in in some of the issues he he talks about the good book uh, being of course the bible in some places he quotes dr seuss uh he knows that he's working with playing with things that um you know culturally speaking um uh, are are sort of our our um our childhood narratives, um, and those are very influential, very powerful for us, and uh, and to share that with your children through these superhero comics, um, yeah, I like Tiny Titans. Tiny Titans, though, is such a complete adaptation to the now and to the kid that um, you know very little of the sort of the the wonder and grandeur of the mythology is there. Um, whereas in in Billy Batson and the Magic of Shazam, I think it's front and center. I love that about it. Um, at the same time, there is a lot of adaptation. There's adaptations that kind of take advantage of the elements of today's, you know, kind of kid-oriented stories, the kind of cartoons and, and animated stuff that, that is out there. Um, you know, The Wizard, for instance, is... I always thought The Wizard in, in the old comics was a little bit creepy, a little bit, um, you know, supposed to be sage, but always a little off-kilter. Um, and that was interesting in its own way, but... You have sort of a more anodyne wizard in this who's uncreepy and sagely and funny and and then um you're sort of the wise old um sometimes wise cracking old um old man mary marvel who plays a big role in this is is mischievous but sweet and then there's this premise of mary and marvel you know having to live in an apartment they're both orphans and and they're brother and sister and you know what they have to do is he has to do a sort of um uh, bosom buddies <laughs> pretending to be uh, Captain Marvel pretending to be his dad uh, turning into the obviously the adult superhero form of Shazam and then putting on a suit in ridiculous fashion uh, and, and Kunkel basically you know picks out these pieces of the Shazam story the Shazam you know framework mythology that he can turn into some of the kind of you know dynamics that are appealing about today's comics cartoons animation the brother-sister relationship he has them enrolled in school you know there's some funny like pretending there that that um billy in the form of captain marvel is their father you know 
uh, stuff like that. There's potty humor, you know. Um, they end up in school together, and so there's like school humor, and um, yeah, and 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 even Billy himself, he's capable, but then sometimes he's, you know, a little mildly selfish, but but mostly he's sort of, you know, heroic, occasionally haplessly subjected to Mary, you know. Um, ultimately, Billy. Uh, little bit of a spoiler but billy you know winds up learning from mary a lot and so there's some good back and forth um there's a kind of humor of like at one point billy is in issue three um changed into sort of sort of needs to be permanently changed for story reasons into the the captain marvel form and so he's eating cereal and sitting on laying on the couch the way a little kid would but um sort of this gargantuan man and um and that's funny it's funny it's great um and there's a lot of improvisation on and building on even the power set you know at one point mary's like hey we don't we can't shoot eye beams you know like sort of an allusion to not being superman like can't we do more with our powers than just be strong and fast and so they come up with these tricks and uh those tricks uh, obviously come into play like Chekhov's gun (laughs) into the ultimate confrontation with Black Adam but um but yeah they're also fun there's a little bit of innovating and riffing off of the old stuff um so that um yeah it's, it's representative of the way that you're adapting to to stuff that kids are into these days and finally must be said the first thing that draws your eye is actually uh kunkel's amazing animation style um there's you know this is pages taken from maybe the incredibles i think that chronologically works um but the characters have that kind of incredibles like you know extent of exaggeration that lets them be so fluid in movement and so kind of stark and um and fun you know there's kind of a like a little bit of Jack Jack's body in um in Mary Marvel there's a, a bit of Mr. Incredible in in um in Shazam and Captain Marvel um maybe it's unfair to maybe it's better to say that there's similar similarities I don't know if there's a direct um borrowing or anything like that but uh, you know Kunkel doesn't really need to um prove himself it's just jumps off the page as he knows what he's doing uh like like many animators he recognizes the ways that you you include only what's necessary you know there's a spareness that keeps it all looking like a lot of motion like a lot of action you know um the kind of thing where like backgrounds are superfluous you know as long as there's there's the characters and doing all the acting that he has them do with really great panel breakdowns he crams a ton into a page um but there's just you know like i said no backgrounds just one or two items there's a page for instance where it's the school's principal's office establishing shot of the school a principal's desk and that's all the you know props that are needed Uh, or another where there's a kitchen counter and you just know that um that captain and mary marvel are are in a kitchen and and the rest is just the characters being characters and um and i think that animation style is really appealing to kids and to adults but they that that kids link certain experiences and memories with that kind of style today and there's a meaningfulness of story that they expect when that when it has that kind of animation style and i think kunkel does it great here i mean i think the arc of the story is very satisfying it's very much like um like i keep saying like a pixar movie kind of thing um so yeah it's it's really good um and yet it's comics and kunkel knows that it's comics and he does good with comics he does the you know takes advantage of the page turn where every page is a a new you know a then or a but or a therefore you know that that whole idea that every page has a significance of being its own composition its own page so um yeah that's 
kind of what makes this book so great. Uh, it makes me think about what is it? What was it about Captain Marvel, the the Captain Marvel of C.C. Beck of Fawcett Comics, that when I was a kid, I would, you know, go to flea markets and hunt around for these old Captain Marvel, you know, comics. He, he was just a little zanier even than, than Superman. Um, some of the Tawny, the Tiger stuff, and and uh, the Mister Worm, Mister Mind uh, <laughs> villain, and just, it just seemed like a very colorful and very um, out there strip comic, and um, not strip uh, comic book, and you know um, bent things a little bit um, into proportions that yeah, just kind of hit the right note. And and I wonder what was it? What was it exactly? What was the itch that? Captain Marvel um, scratched, and does that same itch exist for kids today? And I wonder. Um, I wonder if that kind of zaniness and weirdness is even more is something that kids enjoy or like, or are we um, talking about a different kind of appeal for kids? So, yeah. So I, I don't know. It'd be a fun experiment. Those of you who are listening to this because you have a kid to experiment on with comics pick up billy batson and the magic of shazam um i you can get it in the collected form you can find the issues on ebay you can uh get it from comiXology or or from the dc comics um sites and um yeah and uh, again i recommend you can read the whole 12 um the first four are a good way to to start out and, and try it out all right, so um, tomorrow we come back with our Saturday Smaller Press. Um, again, apologies, as I do sometimes for the audio quality. I'm recording this one um, on the road and not at home with a microphone. So um, hopefully you heard it all. Hopefully it all came out. And thanks. Uh, join us every day. Um, and we analyze a comic and read with us. And let's keep reading. <laughs>